0: Hi, this is Jim Anderson with Psalm Tree Consulting, coming to you with the biblically focused business podcast. And I've uh, started talking about uh, some of the basic minimum things we need to be thinking about as Christian business owners ch- Christian entrepreneurs. And um, this time, I think you know we've ta- we we talked about you know just reflecting Christ in our business. And how difficult that can be in reality. Um, so the next thing is, is we need to be accountable. We need to have an, a, some kind of accountability relationship or relationships to help us to maintain that standard. Um, you know, not to, to beat us over the head or anything like that. But it's just to help us. And it's biblical for us to have accountability partners. And those accountability partners need to be the right ones. Um, You know, there's nothing more important right now for the leaders um, and, you know, people that are in position of authority than to have accountability because people in authority have a lot of power and can get away with doing things that are not right to do, Um, simply because of the power that they have. And we see this in our politics. Um, Because what happens is we use our authority and are able and willing to surround ourselves with people who support our decisions without question. And, you know, this might seem to make life a lot easier and you're able to get things done without having to struggle. Uh, But we need checks and balances. We need those checks and balances to make sure that we stay on track with what our vision is and not get sidetracked by the needs of the moment that often may not seem to line up with what our long-term vision is. You know, even David in the Bible You know, he was a king, and, and, you know, God put him in that position. And, and, uh, David drifted off course when he listened to his generals that told him that he was too valuable to be risked in battle. And, you know, God had brought him through a lot of battles with, you know, and, and kept him safe. And, um, you know, David. David listened to his generals, and stayed in town while his army went and fought. And you know that is where we find this: the consequences of doing that. He stayed back and was bored, I guess. And this is when the whole thing with Bathsheba happened, um, and ultimately created all kinds of problems for him. Um, and that's, you know, why we we need to be held accountable. We need to do what we're supposed to do, what God, God has called us to do, and to do it according to his standards, to the best of our ability. And when we have accountable partners, we have people who are holding us accountable. We can be steered in the right direction when we're doing something that seems inconsequential to us that ultimately can be a real problem. Um, now, those who have employees and have fairly substantial businesses might be thinking, well, I have a board of directors and I'm accountable to them. We hold regular meetings and I report to them. But what happens in reality, and I've been a business owner and I had uh, didn't have a board of directors, but I had a... Um, uh, a board of advisors, which is, you know, similar, uh, but has, you know, a little bit different function. Um, and what happens a lot of times in this situation where you, when you have a board is when you have a strong leader that's leading the company, that board just simply rubber stamps what the leader says. And so that is not, And really the kind of accountability that we're talking about here. Um, What we need is to find a different way of doing that. And one way that God's word tells us to do that, I mean, there's a number of ways that's discussed in Scripture. But one is, if we're married, is to take the, not take, but just to seek the counsel of our wives. Um, any any leader that is married needs to do this. Um, and, and, you know, this could also apply to women um, seeking the counsel of their husbands, if they're the business owner or the CEO or whatever, because we're getting more of those these days. Um, it applies both ways. and. What it says in in Scripture to support this would be uh, in Genesis two verse twenty four. For this cause a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now, if this relationship is one flesh, doesn't it make sense that it's not just non business, but it's in business as well? Shouldn't our spouses be um, informed in what's going on in our business and and being part of the big decisions that we make that that are going to affect them too because they're we are one in the flesh you know we are one we're married and um, um, and God expects us to to we're better with our wives because they are our helpmates and they can bring a perspective that is different than what we have that can help us stay on the right track. Um, When I was, when I owned my uh, business in the nineties that the, you know, which is the six, the most successful business that I've had and I've just had a string of failures after that. But um, when I did have that, that successful business um, I did, Take the counsel of my wife many times, and sometimes I didn't. Um, and what what was important is remembering remembering the biblical principles. You know, my wife is not perfect either, and, um, and in fact, she had um, she was a very very good salesman, um, and she she uh would do things that salespeople did, and you know with that that which brings up the the idea that many times our um, we do what we, what is normal in our industry if there is a practice in our industry that everyone assumes that everyone is doing that is not necessarily a, an ethical thing to do. But we all make our decisions based on the fact that we expect that that's what uh, others that we're doing business with are doing. Then we we make we compensate for it. Um, what if we just did the right thing? Uh, what difference would that make? Um, for instance, uh, when when I had Anderson Network and we had um, we had a, a, a customer. Uh, if I remember correctly, the the company was called Tech Data and we provided them with trainers and they did uh, authorized training in their, you know, IT training in, in their facilities. And we would send trainers to them and they, you know, we did a lot of business with them. And they would normally pay us 50% upfront and 50% after the class was done. And we would take these deposits and we'd had to track those and make sure that you know everything matched up. And what happened in, in the midst of that is we found out that we were paid twice. Um, I think a number of times, but I think I know at least once when we were paid twice for something, we actually paid them back and told them that they had overpaid us. No one ever did that in that industry. None of our competitors ever did that. Hey, if they paid us twice, it's their problem. If they come to us and ask for it back, then we know they did, you know, then we go, okay, yeah, we'll give it back. But they didn't proactively give it back. Well, we did. We did, we actually sent them a check and said, hey, you overpaid us. And um, what happened after that is they decided they were going to make us their primary vendor for trainers. And we got a lot of business as a result of that. In fact, they gave us so much business that they became really kind of a risk for us because they became too large of a piece of our business. And you know, in any business, you don't want to have more than one cust- you know, you don't want to have one customer doing more than 20% of your sales. And you don't want them doing more than having more than 20% of your Uh, accounts receivable outstanding. So, um, but that was, (laughs) you know, that's an example of, you know, when you make a small decision that seems inconsequential, how it can make such a big difference. If we did do something that was right, that is not typically done in the industry, it's going to give us a competitive advantage because it's going to build trust where there is none. Which is an example of you know what we need to be doing as Christian entrepreneurs. Um, the same goes when we when we think about you know our wives may be able to handle things that we can't handle. Uh, if we seek uh, their their counsel, we may find that there are delicate situations in uh, uh, the relationships with our employees that they may be better at handling to get a good outcome rather than us just coming off the cuff and saying hey. You're fired for whatever reason. Instead, it may be something that can be dealt with in a different way that can um, clean the situation up. It may take a little more effort, but in the long run, it pays off better. But we need to set up an accountability group. And the accountability group, you, you know, it um, should be uh, a group of impartial Christian advisors not just business people. Um, You know, we want to find, we want accountability to people who have a like mind um, and are, you know, of the same, of the same values. So we can delve into the issues when we, when we uh, interact with each other, what kind, you know, what kind of testimony would my spouse give about our relationship if she was speaking to a business group? Um, Another question might be, you know, am I working on correcting that relationship? Um, you know, we 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 can ask penetrating questions. You know, like, um, are our bills being paid on time? Do employees consider us the kind of uh, Christians that we present ourselves to be? Do customers? see us truly practice what the apostle Paul told us to do in Philippians two Um, I'll let you look that up. And, um, do we consider other people as more important than ourselves? Do we really do that? And we really need to do that in business. And believe me, it will pay off. Um, And I'm seeing that in the internet culture and what's happening and how we are building trust and trust is becoming, building trust is becoming a strategy as part of the marketing strategy specifically because it's needed. So how are we going to do that as Christians? Would we feel comfortable if Jesus came into our business today? In our day-to-day decisions based on uh, biblical principles, or are they based more on what the standards are, the ethical standards are in the industry. Uh, there are many, many Christian business owners that feel they have to to stick with industry practices because that's what everybody does and that's what's expected of them, and that's not that great of an idea. Uh, we that's an opportunity for us to shine. Actually, we can change. We could change the culture of the industry. We could become industry leaders by having better integrity. Um, this requires us to be humble. Um, and not what a lot of the preachers out there, there are a lot of preachers out there, especially the health and wealth type, that are saying, you know, you're a kingdom, you're a kingdom entrepreneur, you're a kingdom business leader and you have your kingdom and you are king of it and what you say is law in your business and you want to keep your employees um, accountable to that and that's just kind of going back to those old uh, those old old times when there were was royalty and serfs and we treat our employees like serfs Um, and that's not, that's not the way it should be. Um, we, those, we serve those employees and they're the ones that, um, are on our team and making us wealthier and, um, and, and so we should be caring for them and they are trusting their lives and their families well-being in our hands because, we have to meet that paycheck, and we have to make sure that that business is successful. And, we, and to make sure that that business is successful, we need to make sure that those employees are able to do their jobs well, productively, and with our support, and that they're not undermining us because they're afraid of us and they become yes men or whatever. So it requires that we care more about our people than we do about ourselves. Um, even though it might be easier to say, do it or don't come back to work. Um, and I've seen Christian business owners and I think I've even worked for a couple like that where they just said, you know, do it or, or you're fired. This is what, this is what you have to do. Um, and you know, one was really aggressive, but really passive aggressive in the sense that didn't say do it or go home. He said, "Okay, well, that's your choice if you think you can get the job done." But then he plotted to find a way to get rid of me, and eventually did. So I know this has gone long. Um, accountability is an important topic, and there's and it's uh, as Christian entrepreneurs, we need to take that seriously. With that said, we'll talk to you next time.